0: Tour, 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 tour
1: junkies. What is up, golf addicts? Welcome to this week's Tour Junkies podcast for the Butterfield Bermuda Classic. Butterfield. Um, you'll notice that uh, you're not hearing DB's voice, you're hearing Pat's voice. And that is because uh, DB is off gallivanting around doing full-time DB things. He's in Miami for the Live Golf event this week. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Playing golf today with PGA memes and doing all kinds of stuff. So good for him. Good for him. But I get to I get to be joined by our good friend, Caddy John. Caddy John Rathaus. How are you doing, sir? And, uh, you know, what's up? Not much. Hey, good to be here, Pat. Uh, pleasure to... Join you. It was
0: fun to do it earlier this year and and nice that we get to do it again here this fall. I I am slightly jealous of what DB's got going on. Is he going to the concerts too? Is he staying around the whole week to catch
1: up the concert series? I I don't know what he's doing. I I don't know. I mean, um, hopefully he's going to have a good time, make some good contacts. Um, I hope he does go to the concerts and and get some good footage, you know? Just, uh, I bet there's a lot of cologne. You know, I bet cologne's just flying all over the place at, at those concerts that, that's what i feel like or the the events like the party before they start it's I just mean, like a, a cologne extravaganza
0: a cloud of cologne in miami you cannot pick a better place to host a live final finale event in miami
1: yeah no i, I totally agree well um before i get into it uh You got to know our show is is sponsored by FantasyNational.com slash TJ. Go to that site. You get any kind of stats, you know, form, whatever you want to see, whatever kind of stuff you want to do, go to FantasyNational.com to get all your research done. It's our one-stop shop for everything we do. uh, And we'll be using it a lot for this week's Bermuda Championship. Promo code Junkies gets you 20% off whether you do monthly whether you do quarterly annually, whatever it is, just use promo code tour junkies at fantasynational.com slash TJ. I'm going to be using those stats tonight. I'm sure John is as well. Um, but we do appreciate you joining us. And, um, you know, John, one of the things that I love about you is that you really like, we can talk about golf courses, right? Like I've, you know, I used to do the course preview before DB started doing a separate show when he went full time, and um, you know, but I, and I enjoy doing the course breakdowns. But DB doesn't let yeah. me do them anymore. But I haven't actually been on several of the courses on the PGA Tour. You know, it's not like I'm you know going around the circuit, actually playing those those courses or walking those courses. But you have. You've yeah. been on most all of these courses, so you have some great <clears throat> insight. And so I'm going to kind of kick it off here talking a little bit about the course this week. You know, what are your what are your thoughts of, uh, you know, Port Royal Golf Club in Southampton, Bermuda? Uh, now, I can give some basics here. It's a par 71. It's just over 6,800 yards, not very long um, by, by normal tour standards. You know, we've got a full field event this week, so we're back to the, the cut. We've had two weeks in a row with no cut pretty much got Bermuda grass tea to green um, with these greens not being all that difficult as far as I'm concerned. Um, but the wind is the, the wind and the rain and the weather and everything is going to be the key to, to this course. But what are your thoughts, you know, just having, uh, having walked that course before and uh, you know, just what, what do you think about it?
0: Well, yeah, it was good to hear the breakdown. I mean, three par fives only uh, this week uh, you can get home on all three of them. So that's of note. Uh, you mentioned the link 6,800 yards. I mean, That's short, even for short course, short PGA Tour standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's unheard of these days, 6,800 yards. Um, It's a definitely throwback golf course. It's this really cool piece of property. I mean, you know, Bermuda, by and large, sits on this like scraggly rock cliffside kind of looking thing. So they had to kind of fit these holes in there. And there's some really cool ocean holes, uh, particularly the 16th, 15th and 16th, really hard. Up by the 15th tee box, in fact. There's a an old like uh, place where they would kind of like you know shoot from a top. What, what would you call that? Uh, where they're kind of protecting the island. Um, you know they had their 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 base there back in like the 1400s. You know. Oh, they had like Cannon. a fort. They had a like a fort, fort yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fort right by 15T. I really like the golf course. I think it's really fun. Um, but as you mentioned, I mean, two things. Obviously, Bermuda grass. Right, we're in Bermuda, so Bermuda grass, wall to wall, and. Also, the wind. I mean, the wind is constant there. Uh, It's consistent. I looked at the forecast this week. You're going to get kind of that trade wind going on, which is around this time of year, southeast, east, southeast. That's going to be very consistent. There might be a little curveball on Sunday, which is always fun. Maybe flip to the north a little bit more. Um, You know, you got to be in the fairway off the tee if you're going to have a short golf course. um, You know, obviously controlling lies, the flyer lies and whatnot. You've got greens that kind of, you know, have a lot of slope in them in certain sections, you know, you can definitely short side yourself There's deep bunkers. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, not long, but, you know, I think there's plenty of protection. Um, you know, I think iron play is important. I think that's the biggest factor you can have. And and I, and that's kind of a subset of, can you play in the wind? I mean, there's certain guys that I was really hoping Kurt Kitayama was going to it up this week. He has just caught fire and he just, bye-bye. I'm not playing in this event. But he would have been a guy that I would have picked this week. He's a great win player. Um, I do think around the green does matter this week as well. Um, you know, whenever you get courses like that, you're gonna have to scramble a little bit to save cars. Um, obviously good Bermuda putting. Um, you know, and you look at the past champs here, um, you know, Lucas Herbert last week or last year, um, solid player, good win player. Then you got Brian Gay, who good putter, you know, hits it straight. And then Brendan Todd, who I had the chance to work for about a month ago in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, you know, straight as it doesn't hit anywhere, very straight, you know, so those are the types of players that, that do well here typically, because, you know, the driver is kind of neutralized a little bit here.
1: Yeah. I was going to mention past winners. Um, you know, I think when you look at just the profile of those winners, these are guys that are, are good ball strikers you know they hit fairways they don't make a whole lot of mistakes um especially when you're you know you're getting to play in a decent amount of wind the, the winning score was you know it was 15 under the last two years and the weather was you know it's pretty windy the last two years but then when when brendan todd won he won it 24 under i mean it was just a birdie fest but there was hardly any wind whatsoever it was uh very benign conditions but I do think we can get some longer shots uh, that are going to win this week. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at you look at Lucas Herbert; he was eighty to one uh, pre-tournament. You look at Brian Gay; he was two hundred fifty to one. You had Brendan Todd; was somewhere anywhere around like a hundred to one to eighty to one to win. Yeah. So I think this could be a little bit of long shot season. Uh, you know, at least the possibility of that. You know, last week we had Rory so. DB and I have been talking about this since the beginning of the year, really. I mean, we've had so many just short odds, favorite guys winning, and Rory, you know, he continued that trend last week. Now, I will say this. We had a special guest last week on the show. He looked a lot like DB, okay, but he was kind of like dorky DB, and he, he um, he was overly kind to me, which was weird. And there was there was a lot of things going on with this guy, and I don't know what his name is. I have no idea. But he picked Rory, so right. maybe maybe we need to have him back on as as sort of a short term guest. I don't think I can have him on as long as I can have you on because yes, you're not near as annoying as that guy is. And and he was he was very friendly. There was just something about him that concerned me. But you're you're much cooler than he is. And, and also, wait, what's the, what's the the, the uh, podcast you used tonight?
0: Going. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, the wife and I had some uh, Sauvignon Blanc going with dinner, so that was kind of the primer. I don't know what your opinion on that. That is, you're you're a wine guy. I know you're more in the Reds.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I like it though I like it. But I've got a little
0: uh, master's glass here going in honor of you guys. Uh, just some ginger beer and uh, some vodka, some Tito's with a little lime in there. Mm. It's kind of my juice tonight. What do you got going?
1: I'm drinking Tito's as well. I'm drinking Tito's. Uh, I got my normal. Oh, this, this little mixture it's kind of a it's a quick way to just just mix a little Tito's oh, yeah. with that with that stuff and uh yeah you know it's not fancy but it, it does the job so um all right let's get into it okay let's get into it let's get into the 9k and above plays this week all right um now this is just gonna make you gag like everybody <laughs> over 9k like it it literally like let's just start with the 10k and above you got well you got Thomas Dietry at the top, Denny McCarthy at 10-4, Adrian Moronk at 10-3. Interesting name there. Seamus Powers at 10-2, Aaron Rye at 10-1, and then Mark Hubbard at 10,000. If you go down into the 9K range, you you go anywhere from Robbie Shelton at 9,100 to Justin Lauer at the top at 9,900. This is an interesting range. You know, and I'll start off here with with my favorite plays here. Okay, I really could possibly avoid all the 10K guys. Um, And I and I will say this because I love the 8K range and I think I'm going to have a lot of guys in there because when I was doing my research, I I literally had like five guys I wanted to talk about in the 8K range. And we try to limit ourselves on here to to just a few plays and we want to nail down some guys. But in the over nine K range, I'll start with Aaron Rye. I, I do like Aaron Rye. He's there at ten one. Um, you know, you, you look at the way he's played recently, he's played you know very consistent, you know, obviously made a lot of cuts. Uh had the T twenty at the Shriners, T thirty six at the Zozos. Uh the Zozos. The Zozo. The um, Zozo Yeah, the and then, you know, last year he, he did make the cut here, but Look, we're, we're dealing with kind of a weak field, so th- there's a lot of different things that we can talk about, but Aaron Rod does check a lot of boxes when you look at the stats. Um, as a matter of fact, he is number one in the field for me when I look at, at my favorite stats, and that's, you know, for me, ball striking was was one of those strokes gained approach. I looked at driving accuracy, um, and then putting on on Bermuda, and then also par five scoring. Now, he's not that great putting on Bermuda, but He's first in the field in driving accuracy. He's sixth in approach, fourth in ball striking, and then he's 33rd in par five scoring. So just by stats alone, Aaron Rye, I think, makes a lot of sense this week. And then if I'm dropping down a little bit, I like Alex Smalley at 9,500. You know, you look at par five scoring, he's top 25 there. Puts pretty well on Bermuda grass greens. He's also top 25 in the field in approach and checks the box in ball striking as well. So Alex Smalley is another one that I think could be a, a good play this week and um, been pretty consistent lately. Um, and also had a top 15 finish here last year was T12. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then lastly, I do like Robbie Shelton at 9,100. Now, Robbie Shelton's not a guy that, you know, is just going to like really excite you all that much, but he's been playing well recently. Top 15 at the Shriners. He had a top 25 at the Fortinet just a few weeks ago. Um, you, you look at his history here, it's not great. I mean, he he missed the cut the only time he played here, which was in 2020, which was the year that the, the scoring was just, you know, crazy with uh, when Brennan Todd won. Um, but Robbie does check a lot of boxes, too, for me. You know, he's very accurate off the tee. Um, he's good on approach. He's also um, great in par-5 scoring. I like that there. So Shelton, I think Alex Smiley, and I think Aaron Rye, and these are my GPP plays. So these are these are guys that I think, you know, are going to be fairly low-owned that can win you a tournament uh, when it comes to draft games. And then if I go look at a cash lock for me, I'm going sk- to go with Russell Knox. I'm going to go with the name here at 9,200. He's across the board. He looks good on his stats. Now his putting has always sucked. He did switch to like a long putter. I don't know if he switched back or anything, but... You know, he has been playing well recently. Had a top 25 at the Fortinet and the Sanderson Farms. Um, Has a really good course history here. I mean, he has not finished outside of the top 20 at all in three years here T11 in 2020, T16 in 2021, T12 in 2022. So I like Russell Knox as as a cash play. And then my fate is going to be Denny McCarthy. He does have a good history here, but I just don't like his form. You know, for a guy 10 4, you know, he hasn't finished He's – he's got one top 25, T25 on the number at the Fortinet in the fall. That's it. And he missed a cut at the Shriners. And, you know, he's not really checking a whole lot of boxes for me. I mean, he is – you know, he the thing he does is putt well in Bermuda. That's it. Other than that, not really checking any boxes. So those are my guys – What do you got, John?
0: Well, I will say that Denny does play well in the wind, right? We know that about Denny. So I think that is another reason that he's had a lot of success here. And it was nice to see the last couple of weeks, he's actually turned a little of the ball striking back. It it wasn't good there for a while. And then his putting's been off. So, you know, one thing you would always think you'd rely on with him is putting, and he hasn't been doing that the last week. That wouldn't concern me with Denny. I I think this is a course that's a good fit for him, but it's a really crazy price. I mean, like you were saying earlier, we've got, um, basically, for, compared to last week, Thomas Dietrich is Rory McElroy this week, and yep. then Denny McCarthy will be playing the part of John Rom. So, I mean, like you said, it just it's a different field this week. Um, I do like a lot of your calls there. Um, particularly, uh, I do like the Robbie Shelton one that's a little bit under the radar. I think Robbie Shelton this time around has come to play. That guy, I, I was out with him maybe three years ago in a Corn Fairy Tour finals, and he's cold-blooded. He didn't come from much. He is a pro golfer that will, you know, cut your, you know, slit your throat. And I mean, he's good. Um, the wind play concerns me a little bit with him just from the stats I looked at. I, I've only seen him in person, you know, one time. So I do like the form he's carrying this this uh, year so far. And I think he's, you know, he's a baller. Um, I also like your call on Aaron Rye. I didn't look too deep in him, but, uh, you know, certainly a straight hitter and a guy that in this field, for all intents and purposes is a veteran, right? You know, mm-hmm. a guy that's played over in Europe successfully. Uh, maybe we could throw a little a bear blanket on him. Uh, you know, he, this golf course suits him. Well, um, you know, I wasn't as high on Smalley, but uh, he did play well here last year. And this, this course has shown to be a place where, you know, guys that have played well over before play well again. So, um, you know, I, I love your Russell Knox call. You know, he's my chalk play too. He's also my favorite bet in this range on an outright. I think I saw him at 35 to one. You know, you look at Brian Gay winning here. You look at Brennan Todd, guys that just had won earlier in their careers, maybe had a little lull, and then took this as an opportunity. And we've got tons of great data on Russell here because of the wind and the ball striking. I mean, he just loves this place. You'd mentioned the putting. You look at his stats a little deeper, like peel a layer back. On Bermuda grass lately, this year, even going back to the Sony, he finished seventh at Sony, he finished sixth at the players. His Bermuda grass putting has actually been decent. He's gaining strokes on Bermuda grass. So I think this time around, you're getting, you know, although he played crap last week, I don't think that was a good golf course for him. I think it was too long. Now you're getting him in, in his wheelhouse with a little bit more confidence with the putters. So I, I really do think Russell, even a chalky Russell Knox this week, I'm on board with. Um, you know, and a guy you didn't mention that I like this week, I don't know if he can pull an outright win, um, but I do think he's going to play good is Justin Lauer. Yeah. Um, you know, played well last, last year. I don't even know how he got in the field last year. Did he Monday in? Did he did he get an invite? But
1: Yeah, I don't know. You
0: know, he finished 17th uh, last year, and then he's coming in in great form. I mean, that finish he had at Fortinet, um, that's his best ever PGA Tour finish, and you look back through his career, even on, like, corn Ferry tour events um you know one year he would finish third at a place and then he came back the next year and he finished second so that was kind of cool to see that stat where it was like hey i've played here before i played good but i'm not going to let it get in my head now he's got a new thing with like hey playing with the lead but he's been there done that weaker mm-hmm. field like i like what he's doing right now and he's a good wind player when you look at his the limited data we have on him he's a good wind player um you know I, I i'm i'm intrigued by by patrick rogers I, I just i don't know what to do with patrick rogers um you know nobody and, and ever know, knows
1: what to do with yeah patrick rogers. yeah
0: don't like, know what to do i think i think grayson sig is interesting a little bit um and detre uh, world traveler been playing a lot lately but i did talk to his caddy in jackson and he said this guy is really good and he's shown it already um you know so i think he could be a guy that's in play my fade is my old boss and I hate to do this to him, uh, cool. but Seamus power is I was about really, to ask you about him. Yeah. Really struggling with the irons right now. Um, you know, and and he gets by with short game, which he can do this week. He can go out there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he top 25, top 30. But at the price you're getting charged for him this week, I don't, I, I wouldn't be in at you know, 10-2 on Seamus. It's a really difficult place to find your game with all the wind there. You got a crappy range, you're hit sitting up on this top yeah. of this mountain, hitting down into a net, you know, left to right wind. Like you got to be having some form when you're coming here, in my opinion. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of my look at the the nine K and above, a lot of similarities. And I, and I really like Russell.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's good insight on Seamus. Like, I think if you're, if you're struggling with your irons going into an event like this, it's just not going to be a place where you're going to find it, especially if there's wind and whatever else, you just can't get comfortable. So so I, I agree with that, and Seamus was one that I looked at as a possible fade. I, I kind of left him a little bit for you, thinking that maybe you might go that route, but I, but I wasn't sure. Um, now I do have some bets in here that I like. Um, before I talk about some bets, though, listen, folks, front nine coffee. All right, DB and I, we each have our own flavor, which is fine. You know, I've heard that more people are buying his, which is stupid because it's got like a hazelnut flavor in it, and and look, flavored coffee. Is is whatever. Like, just get some real good coffee, like my brand. You know, my coffee. Um, you know, Pat's Bump and Run. It's just a normal, good dark roast coffee. But whatever. If you want to buy some hazelnut, that's fine. But it doesn't matter. Front Nine Coffee is great. It's fresh. You know, delivered to your door. I I I, I cannot stress enough how good Front Nine Coffee is. You go in there, order some. They got the Lauderdale roast, which is awesome um you, know, any, you can get it ground if you want it you can get whole beans which i get whole beans i got a fancy coffee maker john okay it's a fancy yeah. one um and so i get the whole beans Um, uh, but they're fresh roasted you just go to front 9 use promo code tj10 you get 10% t- 10 percent huh, what 10 <laughs> off any order that you have at front nine coffee all right let's look at a few bets in here now for me, I've got a few. And, and and some of them coincide with my DFS plays, and, and some of them you mentioned as well. So Grayson Sig, I think at forty to one is a pretty good number. Um, you know, I think you know, I don't know if I want to play Hubbard in DFS, but I don't I don't I am tempted to play him at twenty five to one from a betting standpoint. I I he's just been playing really well lately. Um so I like that, and I like Aaron Wright at thirty-five to one. Those those are kind of three of the bets that I think that I like. Anybody else like that you may have not mentioned in DFS, but you're looking at the odds that you you really like, John? Or uh... no, not really.
0: I mean, I think the Robbie Shelton one is intriguing, mm-hmm. um, but you know, yeah, the Russell Knox is my favorite one, and I, I see what you're saying about Old Mother Hubbard. I mean, that guy's knocking on the door. He's laid back, dude. He couldn't get in the island vibes here. Uh, I, there was something when I was looking at it, I was like, huh, there's something didn't quite make sense for here with him. But I mean, he's been
1: playing as good as anyone. Uh, you know, so I, I like I like Hubbard this week. Yeah. Shelton, by the way, is 40 to one. That's the best odds I've seen him at. And um I like that one as well. So I'm with you there. Um all right, let's get into the eight K range. Um now this is the range that I mentioned I love. I, I just there are so many guys in here john that i think we could look at but i'll I'll give you my i'll give you two favorites and then i'll give cash play and a fade but i think i could i could you know i'll give you more plays really when it comes to betting standpoint but i gotta go let me me say this
0: before you start in this was the the range that i struggled with the most i i didn't like anyone in here except for one guy so that just shows you how handicapping this thing you've got See? some edges in here i want to hear your takes because there's there's really only one guy i can find in here and i saw somebody in our comments here that's intrigued by a player and, and i and i have a little to add to that but let's let you go i want to hear
1: what you're thinking here in this ak okay well you know so here's the here i'm going to go ahead and put, just show this this comment up here all right so matthew dukes hannah he says john any thoughts from being out there over the years on how nick taylor is in a win general okay yeah so i i, I have a take on this Excuse all right do you want to go ahead. i have a take too so i don't know i don't know the answer to that question but i actually have nick taylor is my fade i have nick taylor as my fade and i'll give you some reasons why because we could I, I i love the fact that we could uh, you know we could possibly differ here now he is coming in in good form top 10 at the fortinet top 20 at the sanderson but i I like to give you some hot takes here, okay? You know, yeah. on this, and I don't like to just go with what everybody's talking about. So I think Nate, Nick Taylor is going to be a guy that a lot of people are talking about this week. He's 8,800. He missed the cut the only time he played here, which is last year in 2022. Very similar conditions. It was windy. Um, and we're going to get wind this year. Uh, if you look at the stats for Nick Taylor, okay? He's 74th in ball striking. This is over his last 24 rounds. He's 88th in stroke gained approach. 58 and driving accuracy. Okay. So there's not a whole lot to like about him. He's also 66 in the field and putting on Bermuda. So Nick Taylor to me, if if I'm just looking at stats, I'm looking at how he performed here last year, I'm throwing out form, which I do I always like form. Nick mm-hmm. Taylor looks to me like a fade. So I'm gonna before we talk our favorite plays, since since this has already been brought up. What do you think about that? Like, what about Nick Taylor?
0: Yeah, so I was struggling with Nick Taylor here just a little bit because I looked, and he's played two two great events this fall at places that he plays well year in and year out. So you know, he's winner at Sanderson, plays well at Shriners all the time. So what I mentioned earlier, I was caddy for Brennan Todd at Jackson, Mississippi. By the way, terrible place for Brennan Todd. Never made a cut there. He told me in the locker room on Friday after we frickin' trunk slammed again. Uh, you know, made two stupid bogeys coming in. Sorry if you had him in your lineup. Um, But we were paired with Nick Taylor the first two days. And he hit the ball amazing. And we were on the bad draw. We were in the windier draw. Um, It was was a really, (laughs) really nice display. Made some putts too at a place that he knows well. Um, He does get a tendency with the driver to get kind of a quick left miss going. But I was super impressed, impressed enough to tout him you know, in Vegas the next week, and he kind of got hot on the weekend and and turned it into something. Um, It it was a little bit of a slow start. But yeah, I mean, I I can see how with Nick Taylor, the stats that you're looking at, I mean, they do make sense. I will say that he is hitting the ball better right now, maybe than his stats lead to believe. But this, to me, wouldn't be a natural fit for Nick Taylor. You know, to get out there in the slop, it's going to be windy, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be nasty. He's got a great attitude out there, uh, really a nice guy, what a, one of my favorites out there. But um, tricky one with Nick, and he's probably pretty chalky this week, right? Uh, him yeah, and Adam I mean, Long, we'll I kind of
1: had his chalk, yeah. You know, smart AC in the chat thinks he's not even going to be talked about at all. I I don't know. I've seen, you know, just when i you know doing a little look around Twitter or whatever else before the show, Nick Taylor was mentioned a little bit. And that's, mm-hmm. like, anytime Nick Taylor's name is even mentioned by one person, that means there could be there you know people are talking about him unnecessarily um all right so let's talk about some players that i do like i like a adam long at 8900 i'm eventually going to be right about adam i keep talking about i've talked about him forever and i just like his game you know he's a good ball striker you know hits a lot of greens hits a lot of fairways He's a good putter on Bermuda grass. He's fifth in the field. Looking over his last 100 rounds, putting on Bermuda, um, you know his he has not played this course before, so we don't have any history there. Uh, the recent results are okay. You know, thirtieth at the at the Sanderson Farms did miss a cut. At the Fortinet, maybe he had too much wine. I don't know. You know, he's in Napa, and then t53 at the Zozo. But I think I just think Adam Long eventually is gonna he's gonna win a damn golf tournament. He is. He's gonna win the golf. Um, and then dropping down to 8,300. Now, this is a guy that I looked at from a betting standpoint also. And I, t- I texted DB. I was like, this guy is 95 to 1 on FanDuel, I believe. But he's 50 to 1 on, on drafting Sportsbook. And that is Austin Eckro. He is at 8,300. I like him a lot this week. And so if you can get that 95 to 1 number, by the way, on him at Fanduel, then go ahead and get it uh, because I think it's probably going to be gone by now. But I was looking right before the show; and it was still there. But Austin Eckerd is 8,300. He was t- he was t22 here last year. Um, he's a guy that just has a super solid game. He's made his last three cuts. Uh, you look at the stats for him; they look good as well. I mean, he is top 10 in ball striking, top 15 in approach, 15th in driving accuracy. He is second in good drives gained. Putting on Bermuda is you will see that theme with a lot of these good ball strikers this week. Putting is, is a little suspect at times. But Austin Eckrode I like a lot at eighty three hundred. My cash lock is gonna be Adam Long though at eighty nine hundred. I don't see him missing the cut. I feel like he's gonna have a solid week. Uh, so those are the plays this week for the eight K rings. But I got a few others that I, I'm gonna throw out there for bets. But I I'll, I'll I'll throw it over to you, John, for your for your plays. Yeah. Uh, well
0: I, I mean, yeah, Eckrode showed up on my on mine as well i i i also you know maybe I should wait and let you I don't have a lot here my I have one and and he's my favorite play in this range at eighty seven hundred adam shank uh sixty to one to win uh you know you can get him on a top ten I really maybe even like a little bit more sixty to one on adam shank now you know he hasn't been a guy that's contended a ton, but he's gotten in the mix a lot more in the last couple of years um reasons I like Adam um, you know 16th and 12th his last two starts out uh, he's made four out of his last five cuts he's gaining 2.4 shots approach on those he plays well in the wind I've seen it he putts well on Bermude I've seen it he finished 26th here two years ago his only other start um, you know and, and if you didn't play him at the Shriners make sure you do next year because he's done awesome there five out of six uh, cuts made never finished worse than 27th at Shriners. My only concern with Shank this week in winning is his around the green game. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to need it this week and his chipping game is not great. And I think there's going to be some momentum swingers that are going to cost him there. But I really like Shank a lot this week, just on how he's been kind of just gradually stair stepping and he's got some good form coming to this and he's seen the golf course before. So he's, he's my favorite play there. I would, he would be my, my cash lock too. Um My fade is, is EVR, Eric Van Ruyen. Um, Although I'm a little hesitant on that only just picking on him because he's coming back from an injury. Uh, He's played two times over in Europe uh, recently, made the cut his first time back missed last week as caddy and him got to go play Royal County down over the weekend. So pretty lucky with that in the world. Yeah. Unbelievable. Saw their post online Um, and he's not a terrible win player. He hasn't played here before. Um, You know, He's also going to be one of the highest ranked players in the, in the field. So he should be kind of comfortable, but maybe, you know, still coming back from injury, figuring things out in the wind. First time around, I'm just not as high on him. Um, you know, I, I'm interested to hear what your other plays were. And, they, and if they aren't guys that I had listed as kind of like interesting, then uh, I'll chime in with my guys. But let's hear your your other plays in this range.
1: Yeah, I like the E V R fade. I mean, I, I think um he could end up being like if we're talking about maybe some chalk here in this range, in the in the eight K range, you could maybe see some E V R chalk. I, I don't know, maybe not. I'm terrible at ownership. Um I love Adam Shank. I, I think that's you know I didn't talk about him for D F S, but if you know, you mentioned sixty to one. I can get him at sixty to one. I, I think you just hammer that number right away because i've seen him i think 45 to one was the best i saw him at so 60 to one is a great number there um you know i i i mentioned Eckrode. if you can get him at 95 to one i don't know if that number's still there but i do know 70 to one is 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 at least in that uh in that range i think on points bet and then um brandon Wu at 50 Mm -hmm. i think he's a guy that is is gonna win soon i mean he is a super talented guy you know came off the corn Ferry tour um has played fairly well, you know, since he you know this season. I like Brandon Wu a, a good bit. And uh like I said, I think the the best I've seen him at is is fifty one. He did play here last year. He finished T thirty four. Um you know he, he he's enough, he checks a lot of boxes as well. Great putter. Um he's top twenty five and par five scoring. Uh good ball striker. He's thirty fifth in the field there. So Brandon Wu is one that I think you could you could look at um from a you know from an outright bet or maybe even a you know a top top 20. I haven't looked at that number but um you know he could be a good one there.
0: Yeah have I ever told you I, I've caddied for Brandon Wu before one I've caddied for him for one hole. Yeah. One hole? One why hole. Why was it one hole? So funny I it was when I was working for Martin Laird and he got injured so I get a call from a buddy he says you want to go work for Brandon Wu on the Corn Fairy Tour. I was like yeah that sounds great he's a stud so yeah. i Fly out to Denver, Colorado for, and this is during COVID. And we get out there, meet him Tuesday morning. He warms up on the range, go play the first hole, par five, driver, three, went on the green, nice chip and a putt, made birdie. You know, off we went. We get to the second tee, and he pulls up his test results, and he and he and he goes, "What is what has detected me?" (laughs) (laughs) What do you think detected me? I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" So then we get, you know, I mean, we were like, they were like, "Get away from these guys!" They're (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I, I was home that night. It was, you know, and, and I got paid and all that shit, but uh, Brandon is a phenomenal talent. He, he interestingly, California guys plays really good on Bermuda grass. Um, his ball striking does not look like it's been what it's capable of in the last few events, but he's still kind of making cuts and getting it done with this short game. Um, Another guy that I was interested to find out made a cut here that a guy that I'm really high on, maybe not this week, um, but for, you know, this year is Will Gordon. Um, you know, played well here last time he played. I like and, another
1: one I was going to mention. Yeah,
0: I mean, Will Gordon, but he doesn't get to use his driver this week, and he's a bomber. So mm-hmm. I, I would like you know, you know, bringing Will out uh, some other place this fall. I don't know what else is going to make sense for him, whether it's Houston or or Sea Island um, on him at least this fall. Uh, but he, he's interesting. Glickick also was kind of showing up on my model a little bit, but. He, uh, I think the time that he played well here was maybe uh,
1: I don't know. He was in I a little better form, I think. He was in a little I better can't form ever get the last. Him time. Right. Yeah. I just can't get him right. It's yeah. I, I I looked at him, but no. Um. By the way, I got distracted there for a second, John, which happens on the podcast all the time when yeah. DB's, when DB is hosted because DB and I just hit an anytime touchdown. For Khalil Herbert at plus 500. Now, there's a reason I'm going to mention this, and it's because of the Nut Hut. If you are listening to the show or watching this show and you are not in the nut, you need to be, okay? Because it's not all about golf. You're going to get the golf knowledge, all right? You got Caddy John sitting right next to me, sort of electronically. <laughs> you got Caddy John right next to me. He gives his his information in the Caddy info, okay? He gives us the inside information on the course. We got all the got. We got your golf covered. But we also got other things covered. Prize pick. If you play prize pick, all right, we killed it last week when it came to the golf. And we're killing it on the football and everything else. We got football channels. And here's why I mentioned the Khalil Herbert hit, because that was mentioned in one of our football channels about an anytime touchdown from Khalil Herbert at plus 500, and it just hit. So it's $10 a month. $10 a month. I mean, that's that's nothing. $10 a month is nothing. So you got to get in the nut hut, all right? And uh I tried to put the graphic up, but that didn't work. I don't know what happened. There's
0: there. the nut hut. It's up there. It showed up on my side.
1: It showed up for you. Okay. A little
0: mini one up here in the corner.
1: A little mini nut hut.
0: You know, I mean I, I wonder if it has to do with last year Lucas Herbert won at, at Bermuda and then now here we are the Monday of Bermuda week and then you get a Herbert hit yeah. in the football.
1: I, I guess. I don't I don't know. All I know is you gotta get in the nut. Go to TorJunkies.com, go to the chat, whatever, you'll find it, and get in there. It's ten dollars a month or ninety dollars for the year. It's gonna pay for itself. It's so, I mean that's cheap. That's really cheap. So oh, then, yeah, it's
0: fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in there from time to time. I like to put my post up every week, but all the different channels in there, and it's grown over the last year. I mean, you guys haven't really doubt it's a cool community. I mean, the Tour Junkies community is is unbelievable. Really supportive, fun group. And, and I, I agree, you get
1: free picks like that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great group. Um, the community is the thing too. It's just a fantastic community. So all right. Get in the mud
0: all right let's move i on. see i see on the comments though before you go on uh see who this is from here um anthony ac he yeah. says this place is going to get smoked by a storm and i did look at the weather and it looks a little thunderstormy and it's kind of brewing out there right now i don't know what to do with that honestly i mean they're gonna play golf i'm thinking doesn't look like a hurricane that's coming maybe there is and i don't even know about it kind of crazy that they're playing out there this time of year. But, um, but it, you know, I think that just shows you that the wind is going to be a factor this week. And, and I I'm favoring guys that know how to play in the wind. It's not going to be your Brennan Todd version this, this year.
1: No, I, I totally agree. I, it's, there's no way it's a Brennan Todd version this week. Um, all right. Sorry. I was just having to get some more Tito's. Uh, I don't, you know, you're lucky, John, because I don't really give DB too many Tito's nights on the pod anymore. <laughs> does tito's not mix well for him or you don't you don't do Tito. no i just yeah me and tito's do well but you know not not in every show so he doesn't get a whole yeah, i like i dial it back yeah it's the best but, but tonight i feel like going with some tito's all right let's get into the 7k range um we got a lot of players in here all right at the top cameron percy i know you're a big cameron percy fan <laughs> uh and then all the way down to the 7 like 7000 you get guys like Luke Donald in there that you can play and and Nate Lashley and Brian Stewart who plays every PGA <laughs> tour event on earth I feel like Brian Stewart is never not in the field um but I so I'll give you a few in here you know obviously there's a lot of guys in the 7k range um I'll start with a guy that I'm just a sucker for uh, I just I can't ever I can't quit him and that is Sam Ryder at 7,700. I like him this week. Um, you know, Sam is, um, he's just one of those players that I feel like is on the cusp of maybe winning, doing something great. He's made his last three cuts, had top 30 at the Shriners, T36 at the Zozo. Um, you know, you look at his, his uh, tournament history here, it's not great. Missed the cut the only time he's played. Um, but the stats are pretty good here. All right, across the board, literally, as a matter of fact, he's one of the only ones, when I look at the stats that I like, where he's in the top 40 of all of them. That's putting, driving accuracy, ball striking, approach, everything. He is literally in the top 40, par 5 scoring. Uh, so I like Sam Ryder there at 7,700. Then I'll drop down to uh, a, a guy that I've, you know, I just think this is a perfect course fit for, and that's Ryan Armour. I mean, he just doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He hits a lot of fairways, hits a lot of greens. Um, You know, like if if Brian Gay can win this golf tournament, Ryan Armour can win this golf tournament, right? Mm -hmm. It's like Brian Gay and and Ryan Armour are like, they're like twins, but they're fraternal, so they don't look alike. Right. Uh, So I like those two. And then um, Garrick Higo kind of interests me a little bit. Did you look at Did you look at Higo? Did he kind of pop for you a little bit, John?
0: Did I didn't. Dig, I didn't dig into Higo, but somebody's mention on my Twitter feed was like, you know, saying, "Oh, everybody's gonna be on Higo this week." And so, I he, you know, he hasn't been playing as good, and he was the winner last week. The year when they played there the year before, right? You know, and I just have him in my head that he's more, you know, all over the map. I might be wrong on that. I, I don't know much about his game, but I mean, I, I, it's a
1: good price hmm yeah i like that price 7400 um so i think higo looks good as well so those are kind of my three guys and i was sort of pegging in this range there's there's so many um you know doug Gim is is my fade and i i think i feel like i was like on doug Gim last year going into this tournament but he just really has not been doing anything well i mean i know he finished top 15 here in 2021 um, but you look at his recent results, nothing really excites you. T-72 at the Fortinet, T-56 at the Shriners. He's 7,800. Um, I mean, go and then go just look at his stats. Nothing is good. Nothing. There's a lot of red. When you look at – all right, so if you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, you're going to see if you get red on the stat lines, that's not good. He's got three reds for me, and that's in ball-striking approach and putting on Bermuda. Doug Gim, I think is I don't I just don't see a good week out of him.
0: Yeah. Uh so this is great. I have some great things to add to what you said. Uh Doug Gim is lost right now. Uh mm-hmm. played a practice strong with him earlier this year when I was with Jaeger at uh, John Deere. It was just he's traipsing all over the greens, trying to figure out breaks with his caddy. I I, I don't I don't want to talk crap about anyone, but I will tell you when Doug Gim was playing really good a year ago, a couple two years ago, had a caddy on his bag, Micah Fujit. Great caddy was with Billy Horschel when he won the FedEx Cup. Remember when Scott Piercy played good earlier this year at 3M? Yes. He almost won yeah. the damn thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know who
0: was on his bag? Micah Fujit. Huh. You know who is on the ba- who's on the bag now for a guy that we didn't even mention earlier this time? I think he's still in the field. That's having an unbelievable start to the to his you know fall. New guy on the radar, S.H. Kim. Whatever you. That's Micah Fujits on that bag too. Like, I love he's a SH good Kim. Caddy. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, like Doug Kim, you, you, you know, your guy left you or you let him go. Whatever happened, Micah's on to the next thing. And, and he knows how to caddy. And, you know, c- good caddies find their way onto good bags. And so that's maybe a more of an endorsement for SH Kim than anything going forward. He's been a guy that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I, I like your uh your Sam Ryder call. Uh, you know, 7,700. Uh, plays well in the wind. I, I don't care about the miscut the other time. He's a good wind player. He's he's always been a good ball striker. Uh, he actually, uh, you know, gained, as he's been gaining on the greens, like out of control. Like he hasn't always been a good putter and he's been really putting good recently. His last six measured rounds, he's gained two strokes uh, a, a tournament or six measured tournaments. He's gained over two strokes. Um, I think that's impressive. Six out of the last seven cuts. Uh, similar to Shank, He's got a little concerns around the green for an outright, maybe for me this week. But I do like Sam at seventy-seven hundred. Um, and your Ryan Armor call, interesting. I mean, Ryan, you know Brian Gay Light, uh, Ryan. I, I don't think he's as playing as well as he did a couple years ago um, when he w- when he won at Sanderson. Um, you know, he's a reliable ball striker. Sometimes, you know, misses short putts. Um, not to be Debbie Downer. Interesting side note: his he did finish thirteenth at Sanderson, where he's played well before. He's played well here a number of times. So I think he's fully capable of having a nice week. It's one of those guys where he knows that at certain places he has to play well that week. And this is one of them. You're, you know, it's a 6,800 yard golf course. Ryan armor needs to play well. Um, his longtime caddy from when he first started, uh, Doug Tyler, a, a friend of mine passed away two weeks ago, last, last Monday, actually. And mm-hmm. that really shook Ryan up. And, and we reported about it on the caddy network and stuff, you know, uh, I don't know how he died but it was just kind of news and 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 i think that could be you know really bad you never wish that but maybe somewhat inspiring for ryan so i, I would say you know that would be another reason to maybe be on ryan this week you know as bad as that sounds you know dougie tyler well D-Bear. yeah
1: i mean you know they, he he probably wants to perform well in in his memory so that could be yeah. interesting yeah
0: yeah interesting so i uh the other guys i had uh popping in this range Chess and Hadley at 7,600 yards. I really like Chesson this week. Uh, He finished 16th here, his only other appearance in 2020. Uh, His irons are really good right now. He's an awesome putter. I mean, you go and look at his, you know, his strokes gain. I mean, eight out of the last 10 tournaments, he's gained double digits on the greens. Um, The thing with Chesson is, like, is he going to get the ball in the fairway? And the only thing that I'm thinking about this week is, like, you don't have to hit as many drivers. You're dialing it back. His irons are on fire, so maybe he's kind of He's hitting a few more three woods and stuff off the tee pegged low. That might be a good thing for him out here. He's obviously played well here before. So I like Chesson Uh, been having a little bit of a resurgence, you know, in his career Mm -hmm. the last, um, you know, since the middle of the summer on, I mean, he had a moment there at the end of last season where it was like really good. He was in the mix a lot. Um, And then the other guy that's course history guy, I know you're a course history guy that isn't maybe playing amazing right now, but for some reason, I'm like, I think this guy's good here is Kramer Hickok. At seven thousand um, finished thirtieth eighth and 15th here three previous times and when you go back and look at his stats he was never he wasn't really playing good coming into any of them and his stats are weird you look at his stats and they don't make sense at all like he's never consistent in one way one place that he is consistent is he plays well in the wind and he hits a lot of fairways and, and he's been hitting fairways of late and that's what you're going to need to do this week so a guy that's hitting fairways that has played well here before i'm all in at seven thousand on him um maybe doesn't make enough putts to win the golf tournament but in a in an event this week where we're talking about like this might be a 10 to 15 under winner maybe not even if the weather's crazy he could be a nice play you know guy that's got good memories around here
1: yeah i like kramer hickok as a matter of fact i was going to mention him as a as a bet so i've got a few bets that i like in this range too um, uh, Hickok was one of them. He's at a hundred to one was, was the best odds I saw for him. All the reasons you said, I, I like that. Um, Higo is at 80 to one. Um, if, if you like that, Ben Griffin, is at 120 to one? I think, I think Ben makes, you know, is, is an interesting play here. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of a, you know, he, he's, he's a corn fairy guy. And he, in a corn Ferry uh, graduate, um, finished top 25 at the Sanderson farms. Griffin. Yep yeah good player um, 7200 on uh on draft um but yeah great player he's a good ball striker he's top 15 in the field in both ball it, ball striking and approach you know checks of box and putting and par five scoring so I, I like that about ben griffin i think he could be an interesting play maybe if you don't want to go outright at 120 to one look look for a good uh top 20 number on on ben griffin so um all right. Anybody else in the 7K range that you want to talk about or uh, are we good there? We, no, we- uh,
0: not not really. I mean, there's going to be some surprises in here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the nature of the beast there's, so that 7K is loaded. You know, it's interesting. I mean, maybe just a nice place to talk briefly just about lineup construction. I was playing around with some lineups this afternoon. I don't know how I'm going to settle. It sounds like for you, you're going to be like hammering that 8K range a lot, which is just going to allow you to just you can just be like super balanced, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of like maybe couple of the guys up at the top a little more, which makes it struggling at the bottom, which is perfect segue to talking about this six K range. Because if you're gonna play, you know, a Denny McCarthy or a tree you know, you like some of those guys at the top of the board, you're gonna have to slide into the six K uh in some way.
1: Yeah, and this is so and we differ a lot. And that's that's a good thing. Hey, you know, that's we can't we don't have to be like, you know, the same on everything that we like. I do like a more balanced, like a maybe mid 9k range start and then go from there and so that's going to allow me to put more 7 and 8k guys in there but if you do have to dip into the 6k range which a lot of i mean it's going to happen and then like we said it could be long shot season and, and we could and there's a lot of long shots in the 6k range Woo! so i i gotta say i gotta like kind of i'm gonna give you a few initial ones here that just you know I, i'm just gonna eyeball but, but I got I got to kind of pass it on to you in the skate range because there's just not really <laughs> any guys that, like, really give me a whole lot of, like, excitement in this range. I mean, yeah. like, like, Scott, I can't even say his name, Scott Kucheski.
0: Oh, yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. Kucheski. 6,700.
1: He kind of interests me a little bit. He's, he was top 40 here last year. Um, he, he's one that I think could be an interesting play. Um, probably not, but, you know, he's look at the stats he checks a lot of boxes um ball striker. i don't know he, he must be a good ball striker and he must be either long off the tee or he can score on par fives for some reason because he's top 15 mm-hmm. in the field yep. there so he's one that just kind of jumps off the page a little bit at, a little bit for me early um who else here i mean i just don't want to give you guys like von taylor who may check some boxes and brian gay like so I gotta give it to you here, John. I mean, who who are some guys that you really like in this race?
0: Well, hey, so let's just talk about Brian Gay a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian Gay, his record here is amazing, right? He's the best strokes gang guy here ever. I mean, a winner, a second, and like a 12th or something. Like, I mean, he and that was last year. It, yeah. and I was like, you know, and Brian Gay, the only the only knock here now is the same golf course. He's hitting at the same distance. And he's been playing on the champions tour all year long and he's been doing really well. In fact, he finished sixth last week on the champions tour. So he's got some decent form coming into this week at a place where he's played well before. But when you look, I think when you dig deeper, you look at like he's played some PJ tour stuff this year, the results just haven't been there at all on the PJ nah. tour. And I wonder about that when guys finally cross over, if there's like a mental thing that happens where they can't get it back for some reason, I, I'm intrigued by him because it's the same golf course and he's the same player, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if this time around, he is the same player on the PGA tour. I don't know. Um, I do like, uh, the one name I do like that's at uh 6,800 is Jonathan bird, which is kind of in the same vein, right? Brian okay. Gay, Vaughn Taylor, Jonathan, yeah. bird. uh, Jay bird has played well here before. Um, he did finish, I think ninth earlier this year at Pebble beach in 2020, 2022 ninth place finish for Jay bird. Um, really good ball striker, even in the last month, like he's popping three, four strokes gained approach. Like he, he gets done. He gets a little shaky on some of his putting, uh, but my wild card then on the bag this week, crispy, crispy Jones, who, you know, what took over for Brennan Todd the week after me had a nice week in Las Vegas, uh, caddy for a kid in Q school, did good. And all these wins with Mark Wilson, like crispy's a, a super enthusiastic guy. I would say like, if you're looking for a guy in the six K that you need to get six out of six with, and you can fit Jonathan burden, you're like, I don't like these other guys. I would, I would have no problem slotting Jay bird in this week, just because of that little combination of those two guys. But other than that, I mean, it's really barren down there. I mean, I peeked at at a Chris Stroud a little bit, um, Harry Higgs, like, what are we doing? Harry? Like, is he, is he, was he never good? Yeah, um was one year last
1: year. I think DB had a ticket on him to win. Uh, was it last
0: I, year though or was it 2 years ago?
1: Maybe it was 20 Yeah, it was 2020. When yeah. uh when um when Todd won, DB had a had him to win. I think he had like a 3 or 4 shot lead and then Brendan Todd just went just bonkers in the final round and and yep. and lapped him almost. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a I had a buddy text me that he's like uh, Dark
0: horse. Um, what's this guy's name? Chandler Blanchett. Monday qualifier. My buddy's like, "Hey, Chandler got in. He's good. Like, he's sixty four hundred bucks. Like, I mean, we are just
1: like scraping the bottom of the barrel." Chandler here. Blanchett <laughs> sounds like he should. He should be in a, you know, uh, Beverly Hills nine oh two or what was it? Southern that Southern show. The Southern. Yeah, uh, what's that? Show? Oh, Dawson's Creek. I don't know, like a Dawson's Creek or something like that. Chandler Blanchett.
0: <laughs> Chandler Blanche. Yeah, he sounds like an actor. You're right. John Daly, 6,000. I mean, does he get a cart this week? He's going to need one. If he doesn't get a cart, he will not finish. Do not put him in your lineup. That guy will
1: not be able to walk the golf course. John Daly could be a prize pick. If John Daly, had, if there's something on prize picks for John Daly to have one birdie, like, so they'll put it like, they'll do a birdie number, like over, under a, a half. So basically yeah. on just one birdie. We did this. We did this at the, at the open championship. I remember we it. Hammered, we hammered it and he, he got it. Cause we were like, he's going to have one birdie in the round. And yeah. especially with these par fives. Yep. If you're on prospects and they put a birdie number at a half for John Daly, just play that. You got to play it. I would play it at one and a half. I would play it at yeah. one and a half too.
0: I, I, but I like let's let's dig into this before Thursday. Let's see if we can get any John Daly action. He's at the bottom of the board, but you know, man, you know, Okshey is in there. He hasn't been playing good. I think he got an invite, you know, winner earlier this year in uh, the Bahamas, not far away. Um, you know, lot of, a lot of is there a more like
1: talented kid that still like he has so many ups and downs. Like he started off the season in the Corn Ferry with a win yeah and still didn't didn't make it, didn't, yeah, I know he had a chance that get... in the last one he didn't get it, yeah, yeah, he's um, what is he
0: twenty years old i mean he's just still out. he's still it out. young,
1: he's still young, yeah but uh yeah. chalk bomb ben can, talks about it, actually he's a big fan of him, um, yeah. all right, so that's all I got for the six k range and for d f s um I'll look at a few I don't know if you have any, but i'll I'll give you a few top twenties um that I'm looking at um John, if I don't know if you have any, but I've got a few. No, right. I,
0: I mean, I would convert my... I would take my Jaybird, maybe.
1: Yeah. Um. Let me find out where, where Jaybird is for top 20. Because that could be a good number. Hang on. Bear with me, dead air, dead air. Yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm not... You guys have more
0: outlets here to find these numbers than me.
1: Yeah, he's got to be in here somewhere. I don't see him. Yep, there he is. He's plus 450. On DraftKings uh, or BetMGM. He's actually plus 600 um, as, a, as a top 20. So I like that. Um, it, you know, we'll start at kind of, the, you know, your favorites here for top 20 that I like. I like Adam Long. I mentioned that earlier. He's at plus 180 as a top 20. Robbie Shelton is plus 180 also as a top 20. Um, a couple more. You got Will Gordon, who you mentioned. He is plus 200 as a top 20. Austin Eckroat is plus 225. Going a little bit down the board uh, with some guys that I like uh, here that I think could give you some pretty good odds for a top 20, Kramer Hickok. John and I both liked him. He is plus 350 to finish in the top 20. I think that's that's pretty good uh, a pretty good number there. Um couple more I'll give you. Well, I'll give you one more kind of middle of the road, and then we'll go long shot. Um, I do like, where was he? I guess I'll get, well, I, I, I said Higo, I like Higo, is it plus 350? Let's look at a long shot here, though, for a top 20. Um, and a, a long shot's going to be anywhere, you know, around like plus 700, plus 800. So, who do I like here? I um, don't like anybody. Nope, don't like anybody.
0: So, so DV's chiming in and he goes, "You still? you guys still going? Jeez. So here we are deep into the night but there was a question here from Dave he he asked about Kevin Yu Ben Griffin and MJ Doffy I I can't quite remember how to pronounce his name Kevin Yu was news to me I didn't even know and uh, uh, but playing good Ben Griffin uh, we mentioned him and then MJ Doffy I think good player obviously been playing good on on Monday qualifiers and has status
1: well DB obviously isn't listening because we did mention Ben Griffin earlier so he, he wasn't listening to that so he'll have to go back for that, that talk. And then, like, look, look, DB comes in here and he says, "God, Pat, this is miserable." Okay, DB's in Miami. Yeah. What are you what, doing? What the, the hell show? are you doing in Miami? <laughs> listening to this show. I what hope lo- you're getting you're ready the to biggest go. Biggest loser so. on the planet. Like, yeah. you are such a loser. Yeah. I, I mean, love you. I love you but that this is the, the the most loser move I've ever seen. You should be out. They got ladies in my I know you're married. I'm sorry. You're but they got man. they got they got bars and stuff in Miami that you can you can go to. You don't need to be listening to us. Go get a shoe fly. Shoe fly. All right. I saw I got John. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming in and filling in for DB. Non-partying DB sitting in hotel room DB uh watching us. Um but uh, we appreciate you. Um, any final thoughts? Yeah, not many. I do. I think I need to hit up DB to have him
0: on the Caddy Network this week. So I'm, I'm glad he's there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him up, see if he can uh, get back to me. We'll get you some content over there. We always got good stuff on the Caddy, Caddy Network. But, I mean, looking forward, I mean, here's the thing about this one that does stop, stick up to me. I told you earlier, I think this might be the last time we see a tournament like this, right? I mean, I think this is a little bit of a, of an ending where you're gonna see fields going this deep on the PGA tour. But these guys are playing, correct me if I'm wrong, these guys are playing for eight million dollars this week or seven or six and an invite to the masters. Is, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. No, they- fields so unbelievable opportunity this week.
1: Yeah. No, it is. So um but you're right. It could be that could be the end of this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um all right. Well good luck everybody And thank you, Caddy John. That's all I got. Cheers. Thanks. See ya.